Yo, what up guys, it's your main man, Richie Rich. Welcome back to my life, that I live one step, one rep at a time. Now, let's get to it, shall we? So yeah, so we're just going to dive straight in, guys. Cool. Cool. Yeah, so obviously today we were talking, weren't we, about just the way we were raised in general. And I was obviously comparing how I was raised in terms of coming from a super strict family, um, you know, not being allowed to do the things that one of my other friends were doing. And, you know, you you came from a pretty similar yeah. style. I think that I came from quite a similar background. Um, some of it is obviously cultural. So Caribbean parents are very kind of strict on their children not doing certain things. I wasn't allowed to play in the fountains in a park. I wasn't allowed to paint my face if I went to a kiddies party. I wasn't allowed to sleep at my friends' houses. Um, and wasn't particularly allowed to eat at people's houses as well. So there's, there's a lot of things there. It's kind of funny, isn't it? Because obviously we've been friends for like ever. And I just always assumed that, you know, you kind of had it easier than we did. Because, you know, you know, my dad, my dad was strict. Like everybody used to call, or even all my white friends would call my dad uncle because they just knew how strict he was. And he was a no-nonsense guy. And I think, you know, Nigerian or African upbringing is kind of the same. Mm-hmm. as uh caribbeans yeah i mean i remember being on kind of like curfew up until the age of 25. wow yeah man I, I must admit it didn't last for that long for me <laughs> um so i'm quite lucky in that regard i think the parent that i had he was even though some of the cultural traditional sort of beliefs or attitudes towards how children should be brought up even though some of that was instilled I think when I got to a certain age, he did allow me to have a level of independence. Um, and he was, you know, pretty chill. Yeah. I mean, no, I get that. I mean, I remember, some, you know, coming over when we were young and your pop, I was thinking, yo, your pops is just chill, man. You know, mm-hmm. you know, you, you don't mess with your, we don't mess with your dad, but he's just chill, you know, he's relaxed. Whereas when we were growing up, you can't just do that. I mean, you know, my mum, she was, you know, a bit more, what should I say, cooler, hip. Mm. She kind of understood things. Um, so she she would like, if my mum was a we could get away with maybe one or two friends, but you know, they had to be Nigerian 
or black. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, I had like one or two few white friends that she was cool with. Do you know what I mean? But um, nah, yeah. my, my pops wasn't about that life yeah. at all. Yeah. Um, I think it was a protective thing more than anything. I just think it was super protective, which is kind of odd because you kind of expect that from your mum. Mm. But it wasn't from our mum, it was from my dad. He mm. just wasn't about that life. He was just about, no, no, no. No, you can't do this. No, you can't do that. You couldn't go. You couldn't do football on Sunday. Nope, would be in church. Um, certain extracurricular activities. Nope, wasn't about that. He was all about study, study, study. Mm. Do your work, do your work. Read, read, read. You know, and he always used to say this thing. You know, which has stuck with me, which I'm grateful for. Um, he always used to say, "You're the ambassador of your own house." So, whatever you do outside, it reflects back on the family, which I guess is why he was just so on it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And we kind of felt like, oh man, it's just taking away my fun. Yeah. And I think now we're older and we can kind of reflect a little bit. Yeah. A lot of the behaviours that we saw from our parents was probably rooted in fear. Yeah. You know, more than anything else. Fear and potentially how they also were brought up. So they thought that this is the right way. Yeah. For them to parent us. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it's difficult to kind of sift and unpick because there's definitely going to be bits of your childhood that have negatively impacted you and affected yeah. you and may even come up when you're parenting your own children. Yeah. So I know we talked about that as well and you sort of looking at your parenting style. Yeah, I mean, it's mad, isn't it? Because I, I said before, I remember thinking, no, nah, I'm not going to be like that when I have kids. I'm not going to be like that at all. And, um, you know, I've we've got our son um, and he's like I say he's like me in a way you know he won't respond to certain negative well what can be deemed as negative way of so, you know approaching something when he does something naughty he you know if I if I shout him if I give him licks yeah I said it give him licks <laughs> um, I just see this look in his face and then it will just remind me of how I felt when I used to get beats and I wasn't a troublesome child but you know um we had our moments and I think it just hit me you know you made a comment one time and I think it just hit me that don't get me wrong I think children should get disciplined you know based on their age and their understanding you get disciplined according to um but I don't want him to ever feel afraid I wouldn't want him to feel like he can't talk to me because there is a level of fear behind my dad is hard. My dad is, do you know what I mean? He's, you know, he's strict. You know, I think we confuse strict with getting nicks, don't we? Yeah. And we, we confuse strict with, uh, is it boundaries that they're instilling in us or whatever to, to, to like, I don't know what you want to call it, um, but we confuse it. But it's associated with getting beats because that's how we got beats. You know, hundred percent. We got beats. Get away from the beats. We only got spoken to when we became like teenagers. That's when we got to talk. Yeah, yeah. And we were talking about earlier um, the different roles that our parents played, and sometimes you'd be surprised who was the one enforcing yeah. the rules. Because for me, it was my mum. She was the rule enforcer. She was the one that we were afraid of in terms yeah. of how she would react, um, and her chosen forms of discipline yeah and my dad was more he would like maybe raise his voice mm. 
but he would do it the one time and then that would be it mm. yeah so yeah it's, it's interesting I feel you I think it was a similar with our dad was the you don't you know you don't mess around then mm. your dad gets home those mm. lyrics you don't hear and our mum was always like the she 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 would normally be the the go between the person who would be like this is why your dad's upset kind of situation you know after we've had we've been punished and everything mm-hmm. this is why your dad's upset and you know it, she talks him and she talks to us but little did we know we were still shook of the wrong person because when our mum got upset he's like yo don't everything's over just don't play games you know and my mum's very good at you know if my dad's telling you what time it is she'll back him mm. but then when everything's died down she'll come talk to us and be like yo this is what happened blah 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 blah. don't be like don't be like this you know but we always used to be like you know you can't they will tag team you mm. you know what i mean they will tag team you and you'd be like that's no point and then she'll come and chat to you later on you be like well why didn't you say that in public and it's like because that's not her job you know you back your you back your partner and then afterwards you talk about it behind the scenes when everything's calmed down yeah and my parents even though they weren't together the whole time when i was growing up they would definitely join forces at certain times they'd have their little mini meetings about <laughs> myself and my sister and they'd agree that we deserve to be punished for something yeah or be, be spoken to about something so you know they do yeah they did that as well they came together they were in agreement and they would tag team definitely awesome so like now we're like almost 40 yeah right how do you think or how has how you were raised Mm -hmm. um shaped you now as a woman um and a black woman i think the way i was raised has, has definitely given me sort of guidelines into how i would like to have my household how i'd like to raise my children so there's definitely a lot of things I wouldn't do. I don't believe in physical punishment. I don't. Um, and I feel that I would want to have a type of relationship with my children where I can speak to them um, honestly, openly. They trust me. Yeah. They can come to me with anything. It's non-judgmental. Yeah. And I really want to sort of rule my house with a lot of love and affection. Um, I know my mum growing up didn't really get a lot of affection. So, you know, she gave us affection here and there, but it wasn't like, she didn't lead with affection, I wouldn't say. Right. So for me personally, I would want to lead with affection in my household. Right. Yeah. That's all right. That's kind of cool, you know. I mean, I, you know, I think it, it shaped me in different ways. I mean, I, back then you kind of feel like it's unfair. You feel like you're missing out. You feel like everybody's just having all the fun. Um, I think I've grown up and I've I've got structure in my life. Old habits are still with me. Clean the bathroom when you wake up on a weekend. You know, clean the kitchen when you get up on a weekend. Do the hoovering, all that stuff. We you know we had we got that was how we were raised when we were younger. Now in my thirties, you know, early forties, I'm doing it. Those things are still stuck with me. And you know, I get the children whenever they come over to visit me to do the same thing so the structure is there there's a level of discipline i have a lot of more appreciation for certain things i think if i did all the things that our peers were doing when we were young then there'd be nothing to enjoy i think for me growing up now you know it had all been played out 
I know in terms of my babies, you know, like I said, I used to, let's say, I don't want to use the word rule, but I used to govern the house with an iron fist. You know, whenever my son stepped out of line, I'd be like, yo, you know, I speak a language that you don't understand. If you want to be afraid, if that's how you're going to listen, that's how you're going to listen. But now I don't really want that. I, I just want them to understand consequences of actions. I want them to understand that um, whatever I do it comes from a place of love. I think when we're getting disciplined as hard as we got disciplined when we were younger, we didn't really get that impression. It's coming from a place of love, maybe more of a place of fear, as in the fear that we don't become touts, vagabonds, riffraff kids. Yeah. You know what I mean? Local area kids. Um, and it could have been love as well, but we, we didn't get that. I don't want them to feel that kind of situation. You know, it's the world is scary as it is. I get that. You know, um, but it's like what we're saying when, you know, they've raised us in such a way, our parents... And then they'd still limit the things we could do outside. And it was like, you put all this time and effort into us. And it's almost like you are not confident in the skills you've enforced, implanted mm. in us. Like to go outside there and trial and error it yeah. until we perfect it, you know? It's fear. It's definitely fear. That whole kind of cotton wool mentality of yeah. rearing children. You don't want them to make mis any mistakes whatsoever. You don't want them to think for themselves. You basically want to give them all the answers and tell them yes, no for everything. Yeah. I personally, as an adult, can see how unhealthy that is. And as human beings, we need that space, that you know, opportunity to develop, to grow, to be able to assess different situations and also to understand consequences and to feel consequences. Yeah. Because that's the best teacher. I get that. Yeah. And I think as a parent, you know, I also understand the fear because, mm. you know, life when we were young mm. ain't like how it is now. I mean, similar there's similarities, but it's not the same. And I, I can understand the element of fear of wanting them to be ready, wanting them to, to not have to face things they don't have to face. Like, I'm in Leeds, and sometimes I wish my babies were born and grew up in London because I always say you learn street smartness in London and then you can learn to be all panny panny smiley smiley up here in Yorkshire you know so I, I understand the fear element but I agree with you yeah. I also agree with you in terms of I think you know we need enough we, we have to it's our responsibility obviously look after our babies yeah. but give them the opportunity to flop at an early stage yeah. so that we can work on making you know work on those areas at a later stage because you know there are some habits or skills that I didn't really learn uh, because I didn't have a chance to try and error it. And as an adult or as a young adult back then, you know, I'd get into certain relationships and they'd be like, now that you know how to do this, what do you do? What, what do you get first job? What? After uni, at 20 something. Well, I've been working since I was 14. My mum wanted us to work when we were young. My pops wasn't about that life. He was like, go to school, finish your studies, focus your energy there first. Mm. Whereas my mum's like, go out there and work and study because that's what we did. Mm. Yeah, and then I think I've got an even extra special twist on mine. Being in church from a very young age, in my teenage years, yeah, there was so much um, naivety about the world around me. Yeah, I was very isolated from what was happening with my peers. I didn't really know life. Mm. So on top of your parents sort of growing you up and keeping you away from certain things, then the church also kept you away from certain Very things. Very true. 
So I, I feel like I missed out on a lot yeah. on experiences. And then later on in life, in my 20s, late 20s, late 30s, I'm now experiencing things that people would have experienced in their teenage years, in their very early true. 20s. Very true. So I feel like it was a very um, slippery slope when yeah. we start delaying people's personal growth. Yeah. Because then you have to kind of catch back up at some point. I, I agree. I mean, mm. whew, I like you. You know, I was very involved in the church as well. Mm. Um, we were there a lot. And I always used to think, why are we doing this? And then there was a level of expectation placed on us as a family because we were so in line and our pups had it, you know, locked tight that, you know, we were just expected to be the best and we couldn't make mistakes. And then obviously when I got to uni and, I, you know, like stopped going to church, I was, it was like a kid tasting sugar or candy for the first time. And I just went, a wall playing catch up. Mm. I just went a wall. Like I went from the prim looking, proper looking, gentle church boy to where these tabs and piercings come from. Feeling like I've just missed everything. Like mm. I need to catch up, I need to find my style. And don't get me wrong, to you guys who are parents out there listening, I'm a parent too. There isn't really a plan. Like you there is no plan plan there's there's a blueprint which our blueprint is always based on the way our parents raised us and then you know we try our best to mimic what we think worked mm -hmm. and we try to form our own handbook on how to parent but you know every child and every you know situation is different you know we're going to experience different things like my mom had all boys i have a daughter so what my daughter goes through is going to be a lot different to what my son goes through mm. so i know i'm not trying to say out there to parents who you know are very strict and they're on you know smacking and they're on um using conversation to scold or whatever i'm not saying you guys are bad parents all i'm saying is um try different methods maybe yeah because you know you grow up thinking you grow up being told um, if the foundation is weak, you know, the structure you build on won't grow. But, you know, as kids, when you're going through certain styles of parenting, certain experiences in life, certain friends that you make or whatever, from a young age, these start to form the foundations that you build upon. And if they've come from a background where they've not been given loving words and they've not been shown that it's coming from a place of love or there's not been an understanding of communication. This is where the first stages of insecurity breed. Mm -hmm. um, Self-doubt breeds, mm -hmm. you know. This is this, These are where the foundations of those kind of things start to grow off of. Yeah. I just think as parents, you know, the responsibility lies on your shoulders really heavily Yeah. to be realistic with your children. Yeah. So even me saying, you know, I came from a church background, still am in the church, nothing wrong with church, but I think coupled with that experience, there should have been a bit of, of life training. Yeah. There should have been a little bit of more exposure yeah. to certain things because it can be quite dangerous. It could put you in situations where you put yourself in danger because you're just not smart or wise enough to understand yeah. uh, the ways of the world. How people are yeah so yeah I agree with you it's, you know no one is a bad parent but it's just very important that we kind of 
give our children a well-rounded way of, of thinking about yeah. life and the world. Yeah. yeah. Because, I mean, times have changed and, you know, kids are so much more... Advanced. Advanced. They're so much more clued on. You know, everything is so ahead of where it was when we were younger. So there is, in a, in a way, things that they can teach us. I mean, I keep referring back to my son, but, you know, he's such a... You know, both my children are awesome. You know, because my son is so much like me in terms of when it comes to being disciplined. I have to sit down with him in a conversation and be like, okay, do you know why I'm upset with you? I need you to talk him through the process. And say, you're still going to get punishment because, you know, in, in in adult life, if you do something that goes against the flow of whatever, there is a, there is a consequence. So you can't go through life teaching your child, do what you want, there are no consequences. You know, there are consequences to every action. And there are rewards to the reaction. It, it just depends on what you choose, the way you choose to go about it. But you know, I'm I'm more, I'm more balanced in my approach. I will have a conversation with you, one or two times about the thing. And if you keep doing it a second time, yo, I'll have to step up and give you a couple of one two one twos to remind you, because maybe the conversation was too long or I didn't use the right buzzwords. But you'll remember when you got a couple of nicks on your behind. You remember. You remember when I when I when I when I put one of your favorite toys out. Like that will remind you, you know, for us, hey, mm. let, let my dad hear that police arrested you. <laughs> hey, bro, yeah. forget about it. Like your, your friends will be like, you're dead, bro. Mm. You, you know, you just won't do it. You just won't. You just know what's coming when you get home. And this is the thing, like with my dad, one of the things that kept me in line was definitely just the, the fear of disappointing him, but also just feeling like, I don't know what he'll do. Um, rather than feeling like, oh, he's going to kill me, I just don't know how he'll behave or respond. Ah, uh, boy. Yeah, there is that. I 100% agree. I 1000% agree. It was yeah. the half of <sighs> that conversation when you get home. Yeah. How could this happen? What did we do wrong? So I'm upset with you. I'm just disappointed. Yeah. You know? And at that point, you're begging for beats. Like, just give me licks. Like, no, I'd, rather get, I'd rather get the beats I've been told. That's more of a psychological thing. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like that's more impactful. I think it is. Rather than any physical punishment. Yeah. Because as I said, I didn't, I tried to sort of behave a certain way and not disappoint my dad. Because I didn't want him that, to have a talk with me. Yeah. Yeah. It's the same. Like, I think it got to a stage where we kind of got older. And, you know, my mum was very good at talking to us and, you know, our dad was more the muscle. Yeah. But whereas my mum, she'd have a talk. Don't get me wrong, my mum would give you licks if she wanted to, but she'd rather talk to you and tell you about yourself. And I just remember, me and my brother would laugh about this when we'd, when we'd get upstairs and we'd, as adults, and we'd be like, do you know my mum would give you the talk? And you just wish she gave you beats instead because it's like the talk hurt you, got you more because I think when you get licks, the pain and everything, after a few days, <laughs> it dies down and you're fine. Understand? But the words stick with you. They do. And then every time you look at them, it's like you, you hear the conversation played back. Yeah. And it's an in impact. It does. Yeah. And all you want to do is just not disappoint them. But then again, growing up in a household where, you know, your parents are very good at keeping everything in line and you know, you're very obedient. There is a pressure to never step out of line 
on anything. Mm-hmm. Swear. <gasps> you swear. Say no when you're supposed to say yes. <gasps> never. You get, yeah, could yeah. never. Could never. Could never, would never. Yeah. Like I even think once I said the word bloody when I was that like that was the worst of the worst. Like you couldn't even do that. That was a problem. Yeah. Yo, <laughs> even now, big thirty eight and sometimes when I do my podcasts and my YouTube videos and I'm I'm in the moment and I'm in my feels and I'll swear. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, I was going through a situation and F that. I forget that my parents watch it. Mm. And then I'm like, there is no point ever you'll swear in front of your parents. Mm. You just won't. Like, even now, like, no matter how mad I get and I'm telling a story about something, I just can't. Same way you just don't raise your voice around your parents. You just don't. It's just like, your mum will put you in a headlock and say, are you feeling okay? Well, you forget. I think with my dad, I wouldn't. With my mum, <laughs> she's a little bit, no, she's a little bit more in her, as she's gotten older, she's definitely changed her parenting style. She's, she's mellowed changed. out. 100%. They both do, I think, as Definitely they get older. changed her approach. And she would, like, say little things. She would swear in front of us. So then, like, it's not that much of a bad thing or a taboo. Right. So, you know, she, she doesn't say the big swear words. But, yeah, you but, know, she, you know. Right, so I, I feel comfortable to say certain things in front of her. I think, you know, my parents have def- definitely mellowed out. When our, when our baby brother was born, he was getting away with some stuff, like being proper... Like cheeky and everything, and then they'll turn and say, "Oh, mom, dad, don't let." Me and my brother like, "What? Mm. You got it easy, fam. Like you are got it easy." So they definitely made it out, especially with my kids. Like when I tell off my kids, mm. and I proper go on and go in. My my dad is the first one in. Like, mama, you shouldn't talk to them like that. You should try and talk. And I'm like, you didn't talk to us with that much care consideration. Yeah, you, you didn't want to ask us what was going through at the time. So let me do it mm-hmm. my way, mm-hmm. and then when they get older. As they get older, I will adapt the style of, you know, discipline and try to get to the root cause of things. Do you know what I mean? But when you're three and four, what are we sitting down to talk about at three and four? Nothing. Do you know what I mean? So they definitely mellowed out. But even with that, I mean, there are a few occasions, I won't lie, uh, where if I'm having, having a heated conversation on the phone, mm-hmm. I can be like, all right, man, whatever. I'll put the phone down. Mm. Do that in person? Mm. Oh, I really don't have an interest in living. Yeah, I don't know if I'd be able to do that for either of them. I though. want to. I want to get, like, you know, because I'm a, I'm a grown-up. Mm. But that level of respect is there, and you just yeah. don't... You, like, like, a certain line you wouldn't... You don't cross. Bit, yeah. like, like I said, even my friends, like, you know, the guys that grew up, David, Nana, all those guys, um, Daniel, and he's a white guy, and Alan, they're white people, and they're like, no, nah, man, not to your dad. No, mm. no, nah, 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 not to your dad. Do you know what I mean? Even they corrected themselves. They they act like he was their dad too. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's real funny because you see like kids who are disobedient and they're like rude and feisty and they're, they're saying to their mom, you know, fuck you and work sharp or I'm watching a program on Netflix, Beyond Scared. Mm. And they're like beating up their parents. No, and I'm not like possible. slapping my forehead thinking. It's not possible for hey. us. I mean, I tried once. I tried to fight my mum once, like, trying to get in my feelings. Mistake. Mm. But we, we rectified it straight away. I think at that point, we, we had a conversation. Mm. You understand? And it was like, okay, I get where you're coming from. It's not acceptable, mm. but I get where you're coming from. Do you know? But I don't know what I was on that day when I did that. I, wow. I, I never did it again. 
Mm. And she never told my dad. So my dad will probably hear this for the first time and be like, wow. what happened? Do you know what I mean? But still, like I said, as a big man, I just can't. Like, I can get upset. I can get wound up. I can not like the thing that they're saying. But there's a level of language that you, you, you use. And I feel like that's what's missing now. Like, so... Don't get me wrong, I love the whole parents and children bantering to the point where you think they're mates. Mm. But the point is, you're not mates. No. You're mother and child. You're father and son. Yeah. yeah, you're father and daughter. That, that's the point. Now, we can be cool, but don't take the piss. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and I think that needs to be, I believe it needs to be put in when they're young. So when they get older, they can advance. But don't think I won't think twice about putting you in their place and showing you what time it is. You know, and that's one thing my pops will always do. As big as you are, he'll be like, have you forgotten? If you've forgotten the house that you came from, no need to remind you. <laughs> do you know? Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. So obviously you said trauma. So what trauma-based stuff do you reckon you've picked up from how you were raised when you were younger and the style of discipline that you received and parenting? Right, sure. I've got a long list here. So All right, then. <laughs> So, she's got her hands out, guys, for those of you who don't know. Yeah, so number one, one of the things that I have identified as well as my sister is the kind, the fear of being completely honest and opening up to your parents. Right. And maybe that can then, maybe that has translated into just being honest, fully, fully open, in yeah. any relationships. So, knowing how my mum used to sort of overreact or be quite quick to get upset or angry yeah it made you really want to keep secrets right so i think that's just something they're not not feeling that you trust people with your emotions yes or your deepest darkest feelings or whatever it's just one of those things then the second thing i think hmm right, trauma let's see um physical discipline yeah that in a nutshell is never a nice thing to experience and as you get older you realize that a lot of it wasn't called for and was probably the the punishment did not fit the crime borderline abuse so yeah definitely and you know in this day and age people will be called in social services oh yeah so it's them types of situations there where you think hmm a line was crossed by a parent, an adult figure, yeah. where they overdid, you know. Yeah, they, were, they, they got their emotion, they let their emotions get right, there's the two major ones that I can think of off the top of my head. What about you? Uh, for, funny enough, I think the first one you mentioned is, is a key for all who went through that. And being afraid to be completely open and honest, because you had that thing when you were younger. If you tell the truth, mm. nothing will happen to you. But if you lie, be punished mm. and then you tell the truth yeah and, and then you still get, happens to you. Yeah. yeah and you're like i'm damned if i do i damned if i don't so there's that and i feel like with that too i, I, I sometimes i struggle with full disclosure or if i've done something that is less desirable or unexpected from someone like me which i don't really understand why there's that pressure but then i feel embarrassed to completely be open about it mm. because i just worry about their perception mm. of me and the second one, I think, or the biggest one is um, trying hard to feel accepted and please and make somebody who I care about feel proud of me. Mm. You know, I think um, growing up, African and Caribbean parents, I, I think 
think Irish parents and Asian parents as well and Chinese mm. I think they have the same thing where you know your child has to be the best yeah there's no room for second place mm -hmm. you know you have to be number one all the time so that's when you're going to get the that's my boy that's my girl kind of talk do you know what I mean so if I didn't hit that mm. or if it was like ah he's really good but yeah. do you know what I mean it was the but yeah, everything yeah, else was it. completely defeated mm. by the but so I think as a grown-up you know I've always you know it's work that I've been working on with myself but trying to feel good enough for myself right and not expect not relying on somebody else to say I'm proud of you right do you know especially like if I'm in a relationship especially the loved one mm -hmm. you know for her to say I'm proud of you just not expecting that because not waiting for that to make me feel validated yeah do you see what I'm saying and then, um, yeah, being comfortable within myself, I think. Mm. Um, again, it goes back to the whole foundation talk. Everything starts at the beginning when you're young. I try my best to tell my babies, you're awesome just the way you are. Whatever you want to do, it will be it. You know, um, don't let anybody tell you that you're not good at anything. Don't let anybody tell you that you're ugly. Like, even if I say you're not good at it, when I've calmed down, come back and have a conversation and say to me dad you don't mean that did you mm. or i'll come and i've actually i think i've done periods when i've apologized to my children said i'm sorry for saying that you're a naughty person or you want your you your, you know friends are not going to like you because of the way you're bullying your brother or bullying your sister mm -hmm. you know because i'm, I'm speaking into their life yeah you, you know i'm sowing certain seeds yeah. into their life and because i'm their dad yeah. and they look up to me they believe it's true yeah, and you know i think that don't get me wrong like as a parent it's not easy but there are just things that you just can't you should be very aware of doing and not allowing your emotions to take control where these things are going to stay with the child as they get older yeah you know i think just listening to what you're saying more things are coming to mind so like negative words yeah or um even lack of showing affection and stuff like that yeah. these things are definitely things that can actually cause childhood trauma and yeah. impact your adult life yeah like cause certain uh, actions and behavioural patterns to be cemented in stone yeah I, I totally you get it work hard to get to, to out break of it. yeah if you've not been given much affection or attention yeah you then t might tend to be quite avoidant and dismissive in relationships and you're not trying to get too emotionally connected exactly. or you could be the flip side and because you didn't get it you crave it and so you want much. it so much that you become so needy yes and then that also affects relationships issues occur avoidance right. attachments issues occur right you know so um, you need that balance yes because it will impact how you re respond to others, oh, how you 100%. treat others, how you receive love. One thousand percent. I'm grateful for my t my children, especially our son. Um, when he gets older, he'll listen to us and go, "Oh, dad, I, I thought all this time you didn't like me." But you know, he's a very huggy child. Mm. He loves cuddles. He'll just say, "Oh, dad, I just want to say I love you. Can I, I just want, can I give you a hug, dad?" And be I, like I said before, I don't know if that's how we were when we were young with our parents. Mm. But all I could, like I said, I feel like all I can remember was the part where. You know, it was just so much of the getting in trouble, even though I was in a troublesome child. And my brother, who's probably be listening, this is your bloody phone because you're so flipping troublesome. Um, but, you know, I'd have to take beats for him because really? he would always get in trouble. And I'm thinking, bro, wow. you don't want to live anymore. Wow. Like, stop, stop, you know, 
stop. You just, took beats for I had to take beats from at some point. He would just do stuff and then I'll be like, I, I did it. No way. Because you can't be getting up every day and then getting licks every day. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Um, well, that, what a nice brother you were. Yeah. So I must say I wouldn't be doing that. <laughs> you know, facts. I got licks for my own things and I, then I'd find, then they'd find out that I lied. I get licks for lying. Do you know what I mean? So why are you protecting? Why are you lying? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But, you know, my son's very huggy now. And because of that, I learned to hug more and be be okay with my affection, my emotions. Because what I don't want to do is shut his ones down. Yeah, absolutely. Because if I push him away and don't hug him when you ask him to hug you, unless I'm really busy or I'm really pissed off with him, do you know what I mean? Then I won't. That's because that's, that's being realistic. But then, if it's just a random, I'm in the kitchen cooking something, or I'm just sitting down watching something, he'll just come and just hug me or sit beside me, and I'll embrace that for him because I don't want him. You know, you'll miss those moments when he's like a big grown man. And on top of that, and yeah. You'll be thinking about oh, yeah. When he used to come to me for a hug, and I never used to give it. Exactly, and then, and now I want to hug, and he's not feeling it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And on and, and and on top of that, I'm giving him permission to say, look, it's okay as a dude to be like that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And it kind of awakens that part of me inside that I, I suppress because you're the firstborn. You should be like this. You should be a man. You should be strong. You should be tough. Yeah. Do you know? And then the other thing that you were saying about the negative words, mm. I really think it's it's a it's a lack of emotional control and intelligence. And I don't mean as an insult. I remember there was somebody who told me a story and because their parents were so upset with them, their mom was literally like, you're ugly. Mm. You're not pretty. You think you're pretty. You're ugly. Mm. Do you understand? And obviously the, the whole point of it was to make that person feel completely crap about themselves based on the actions that they, you know, they did that night. Yeah. But in the long run, there is a strong possibility that that could be the first seed and then other people watering it with their own negative comments at some point would then cause that person to grow up and become conscious about their image Absolutely. and either go one or the other way either you seek attention and love through being what people would say promiscuous or too available and out there in the streets mm. or be completely self-conscious all the time and don't see their beauty yeah. because the people that they loved they respected and admired most told them about what they thought they were mm. you know and it stuck with them and who are we third party people to come and try and say no they do better than that when the people that were, the, that were part of their foundation era part of grade school of life shut them down already and this is it you see a lot of women walking around and men yeah walking around with low self-esteem um and just lack of self-confidence yeah afraid to be their full self based on negative words from childhood mm-hmm. teenage years early 20s yeah and yeah from close friends family I think we really have to be careful in what we speak over our children and how we communicate because it is so powerful. Exactly. And don't get it twisted. We're not saying that all parenting are like that. I mean, I know my mom and dad pray for me every single day. And when I get up, when I do speak to them on the phone, they're always saying positive words. And I'm not knocking that. So I'm not saying that's how it always is. My parents are always praying for me. Oh. And I always appreciate it, you know. All I'm saying is, 
when it comes down to the, the discipline side of things. Mm. You know, the same passion that they use to pray for you when they're happy mm. is the same passion they use when they're completely disappointed in how could this happen. Same energy. It's yeah. the same energy. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And then the, the, the words that are used because they're in their feelings at that point is like, just be careful. Yeah. You know, just leave it as, do you know what, I'm really disappointed in what you did. Like, words cannot describe, or like my mum would say as we got older, don't let me say what I really want to say. Wow. Because if I say it, mm. I can't take it back. Yeah. You know? And I'm grateful for her because, um, both of them, in fact, because my dad's not one for the words too much. Because he's always like, be careful, you can't take it back. And that, that's my thing. I'm like, watch what you say. Because mm. once it leaves your mouth, there is no return to sender. They've risen. Pray out as much as you like. Because obviously, when, I don't know about you, but you know, when we were young, they were like, pray that any bad word that's said against you won't affect you. Mm. Look, I believe in the supernatural and everything, but let's just be real. If somebody says something negative about you, mm. there's no return to something that can happen. It's there. You've heard it. You've, you've, you've internalized it before someone can pray it out of the system. It's with you already. Mm. So the best thing to do is don't say anything that you know is going to hurt that person. Yeah. I think I can only speak for myself, but my parents probably didn't know the boundaries yeah. of what to say and what not to say to your child. Yeah. And that stems from their parents definitely not knowing the boundaries with Projected. them. So it's that kind of generational Loop. and hereditary style of parenting, which is yeah. quite harsh, which is not very, um, not no, it's not conducive for people that might be sensitive. Yeah. There's no sort of individuality with the parenting. It's just one size fits all. I agree. And this does not work. It's a loop. You and know? it's because, of the, you know, from different times, they've really, they've had, they had that time. Yeah. We had our time as kids, and now our, our, the next generation that we give birth to is a different time, it's a different era. Yeah, totally. So although, yes, you need to be learned, you need to be up to speed, you need to be, you know, um, ready to get them prepared for whatever battle they're going to come. And don't get me wrong, there'll be some tips in the old style of parenting, which are still conducive and it's still useful. You might want to tweak it here, tweak it there a little bit, but it still works. You know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But then just be mindful of how you get when you're in your feels. Don't be acting like Drake, just pouring out on the line. Yeah. And then thinking 20 years, 30 years on the line, how oh, they grew out just fine. Yeah, on the mm. surface. No. We don't we don't see the impact that always yeah. have. On the surface we look fine, but you don't know what's going deep deep down inside when we look at you. Yeah. Yeah. Or when you try to tell your stories about how you were as a parent, and we're like, are we in the same house? Yeah. <laughs> like, Different experience. I feel like from yeah. your side or from our side, it's not the same. Mm. Like, did you try goggle boxing? How things were on our side? Mm. You know? So, yeah. No, I 2000% agree. Mm. Awesome. Well, just before we wrap it up, is there anything else you want to talk about? No, I think we've kind of covered most of our thoughts from earlier on today. Yeah. And yeah, it's just important that we do better and try harder for our children the next generation. Yeah. And just learn. Just try and learn from them as well because I think what we seem to forget is when we give birth, we reproduce our DNA. Fine, it's a combination of two people's DNA, but we reproduce it and then give birth to 
sometimes a carbon copy. So if you know for a fact that you don't respond to such attitude or language or how it's worked for you, why do you think it's going to do the same for your carbon copy? Yeah, that's such a true That's fact. the same thing, yeah. you know? I know if I shout at my ex-wife, she ain't going to listen. And if you raise your voice to me, I'll hear you because it's out of respect. But if I don't like what you're saying, I'm just going to do my own thing behind your back. Do you know what I mean? But keep up appearances in your face. Right. So, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> just gave you that sneak peek. So, you know, if you just adhere and understand the person that you're talking to, you might be able to get through to them a little bit mm-hmm. better. I agree. Awesome. Well, thank you, Janine, for jumping on. Mm-hmm. Much appreciated. The fans have been asking for you. So, there you go, guys. She's back again. Uh, when are we going to do another episode of Diving In Deep? We'll, we'll let you know as and when it happens. In the meantime, like I always say, live your life one step, one rep at a time. Think strong, be strong, and impossible is nothing. Take it easy, guys. Peace. Hey guys, thank you for listening in earlier on. It was such an amazing opportunity to actually record with my very, very dear friend Janine. She also has her own channel here on Anchor FM, which is under the handle What is a Spiritual Coaching? So if you're interested in more about what she has to say, please show us some love and head over to our channel which is what is a spiritual coaching anyway guys like i always say live your life one step one rep at a time think strong be strong and impossible is nothing peace